Do you ever examine yourself? Like truly examine yourself. Look at yourself to see, is, is there something wrong? Have I done something here? Or do you tend to just examine other people? Yeah, and when we do examine ourselves, we tend to examine ourselves to look for the good so we can defend ourselves. Oh, yeah. We put and on rose-colored glasses. assign positive motives to even things that were done wrong and all of that. Yeah. But do we really examine our heart attitude and our standing before God? Now, how does God see this? Yeah. Well, Paul gets into that in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. It's the last chapter in 2 Corinthians. We'll be moving on to Exodus tomorrow. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And you want to get started here, Junior? Yep. We have 14 verses here. So I'll toss it over your way around verse 7. All right. Paul finishes by saying this. This is the third time I am coming to visit you. And as the scriptures say, the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I've already warned those who had been sinning when I was there in my second visit. Now I again warn them and all others, just as I did before, that next time I will not spare them. There's something to Christian community that, and, and I feel like we're kind of losing this a little bit mm-hmm. in the Western culture, though maybe I yeah. sound like an well, old def- man. Definitely uh, in any place where Christianity has multiple congregations, yes. Yeah that we're kind of losing the idea that sin is to be called out in community. Now mm-hmm. it's to be called out in grace, but it is to be taken seriously, not to be winked at, but like this is something that we do. And it's it no longer has the same impact that it did in Paul's day because today if there's church discipline, for example, which most churches don't even, they don't practice anymore because uh, the, there's a church down the street. And so if somebody doesn't, you know, if they're being held accountable to something, they don't like it, they just, well, forget this, I'm going to another church and then slam that church on their way out. Mm-hmm. Rather than taking it seriously that God has ordained for leaders in a church to be accountable for the spiritual attitudes and the holiness practices, the lives that are being lived of the people in that church. And and we ha- we are to take that seriously. Yeah. And that's what Paul's doing here. He's saying, well, this is a big deal. Yeah. And so I, I want, I would love for you to get this taken care of before I get there. Yeah, accountability in the church matters. I, I heard another guy once say, and, and I, I love what he said. He said, um, you know, I'm not saying church hurt isn't a thing. Of course, it's people hurt because people just hurt sometimes and yeah. church isn't exempt from that. But he said, is it accountability or is it church hurt? A lot yeah. of times it's accountability. I remember talking to a guy and he's like, oh, I left that church. I just had a lot of church hurt. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, they told me I had a critical spirit. I was like, well... <laughs> Yeah, bro, that that's not church hurt. They're just only accountable. This right. is what we do to each other. I know, and I know someone who left a church because they disagreed with the politics, and uh, when they, uh, you know, they they were very politically active, and the church wouldn't get politically active, and there were debates regarding this, and so the person left, and and then told everybody that they were hurt by a church. When honestly, it was the other way around. I think that person was trying to hurt the church, mm-hmm. and was not hurt by the church at all. Yeah. But, they were trying to, but then, but it's so easy because it is such a thing. Now we can say, Oh, I've got church hurt. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that, that there's not any kind of spiritual abuse. I just, I shy away from that term because at the same time where I've known where um, churches were very unhealthy in their approach to leadership, the people in those congregations still by choice remained in those churches, even after knowing that, the leaders conducted themselves in a certain way and without holding them accountable. Sure. So it does yeah. go. Anyway, we, sh- yeah. we should probably continue reading, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Verse three says, I will give you all the proof you want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. Although he is crucified in weakness, 
He now lives by the power of God. We too are weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and we'll mm. have God's power. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of intimidating language. Here. It is. Yeah. Just examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. As you test yourselves, I hope you'll recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. Hmm. So, I mean, Paul's getting at it. There, it's a huge discipline among believers. We are to examine ourselves. Yeah. That was a big uh, verse that stuck out to me when I was a young Christian. I came across and I read that and, and I thought, boy, this is really, this really matters because... There's nothing else in the world that compares in importance if our faith is genuine. I mean, we're talking about heaven and hell. We're talking yeah. about eternity. Yeah. And, and so that that led me on this real self-examination. Okay, what is it that I believe? Do, do I know that I'm completely lost without Jesus? I cannot save myself. And that do I believe that Jesus died for me? Do I believe that he rose again from the dead? Am I fully embracing and trusting in him while in, in meaning that by that, if I'm really trusting in him, that means I'm trusting him with my life. That, that is committing myself to following him. That involves repentance, that I'm no longer living for myself. I truly want to go his way. That's that self-examination. And that's the context, right? Mm-hmm. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. But I do also just like the idea, because it's all over scripture, of just Examine yourself. And we talked yeah. about this this past weekend at the bridge, you know, with with meekness, that mm-hmm. meekness, when, when there's power, it must be, it's like a rocket, you yeah. know, a rocket going into space has a lot of examination. Yeah. You get on a, an airliner and there's a lot of, exam, anything powerful has a lot of examination. And if we as believers are to live in power, we got to be constantly examining ourselves. Yeah. And, and the more influential we are, the more necessary it is, the more that is at stake, the more necessary that yeah. examination is. It's like, you know, I'm a pilot. I, I fly airplanes and there's such a big deal in aviation world about going through checklists that because there's just too much at stake and it's too easy to miss things. And I, this has been a very healthy practice for me in my own life is to have that checklist that, because yeah. I can so quickly defend myself and say, okay, maybe I said the wrong thing, but my motive was this. And, and I want to write quick, very quickly say that this is where and my heart is. It, yeah. But the truth is, usually when I say the wrong thing, yeah. you know, we, we say, oh, I didn't mean that. Yeah, the truth is, if I am honest in that self-examination, yeah, I did mean it. Yeah. And not to belabor the point, Dad, but I did have last night, um, my daughter came into our room. Nicole and I were watching like Psych or something like that. And my mm-hmm. daughter was supposed to be sleeping, but she came into our room and she said, you know, tonight after dinner, I said something and I think maybe that was maybe disrespectful and I just want to apologize. And it wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even remember what she said. <laughs> and it was like, well, thank you, baby. And she went back to bed and my wife looked, you know, Nicole looked at me and she's like, what was that? I said, no, I actually love that because she's yeah. learning to examine herself and take care of any yeah. sin that she might find in herself. And that's, that's something that we should never lose. Yeah. And that's what Paul is saying. To that's me. great. Verse seven, is a, or no, verse seven, why don't you take it, Ed? We pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing our correction. So refusing correction. He said, do what is wrong by refusing correction. Refusing correction is wrong. I hope we won't need to demonstrate our authority when we arrive. Do the right thing before we come, even if that makes it look like we have failed to demonstrate our authority. For we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for the truth. We are glad to seem weak if it helps show that you are actually strong. We pray that you will become mature. And I'm writing this to you before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I do come. 
For I want to use the authority the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not to tear you down. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these words, be joyful. And I love that. Even after these hard words that he has been saying up until now, it's been some pretty tough stuff. And he says, don't do the wrong thing by refusing my correction here. You instead respond. And I'm writing this in hopes of you. You got to listen to what I'm saying. And then he says, be joyful. I'm closing his words out by, by telling you, you can live in joy, grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace then the God of love and peace will be with you. I do you. love that. If you want to like just apply that to this week, if you, and maybe you're on your way to work mm-hmm. right now, if you want to have a good day at work this today, if you want to have a good week at work this week, here's what you should just do. Yeah. Just plan today that you're going to be joyful. You're going to act mature. You're going to look to encourage other people around you. And you're just going to try to stay out of conflict and live in peace. Mm-hmm. And then the God of peace and love will be with you today at work. Yeah. And then greet each other with a sacred kiss. Don't do that when you get to work. <laughs> yeah, that was their cultural greeting. Uh, greet each other the way we greet each other today. Uh, but all of the God's people here send you their greetings. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So for those that say the Trinity is in the Bible, well, I think they're kind of wrong here because here we have the Trinity right there in his yeah. closing. Just doxology. the word. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, get over to Proverbs then. Yep. Proverbs chapter nine, verse, and of course, I we hope that you read the whole yeah, the whole Proverbs. Read the whole thing. But verse seven is really where we wanted to start and highlight. It says, anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. Hmm. So don't bother correcting mockers. They'll only hate you. It kind of goes back wise. to his appeal to the Corinthians saying that uh, do, don't do what's wrong and refuse my correction. Yeah. Uh, and I boy, have I learned that through the years. In fact, it takes some... Real wisdom, and I don't always have that kind of wisdom to have the insight as to how where spirits at and whether or not they're going to receive the correction. And time and again, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess I still uh, chance it, <laughs> but uh, not that long ago, I, you know, I really trusted the person I was speaking to had the wisdom to receive correction and did yeah. not, and it, that's that hurts. But that's what he's saying. It's just going to bite you if you if you correct the wrong person. It's just going to bite you. Yep. So don't be that wrong person. No. Be open and and always be praying. God, speak to me through the people that you've placed in my life, and give me the humility. In fact, that's what it is all about: it's having the humility to be open to learning by receiving truth from the people God's put in your life. That's right. All right. Well, it's Monday, October 9th. I don't even need to say what special day it is because I think some people even have off school, oh, off work, all Today's that, been canceled, you know? though. It's Columbus yeah. Day. It's been canceled. So, Well, it's been like moved, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, so I grew up calling it Columbus Day and I always loved it because I had off yeah. school. But now it's, uh, I think it's Indigenous Peoples Day. Okay. So yeah. I don't know how we necessarily celebrate that other than just recognizing it and maybe enjoying a day off of school or however. But, Enjoy your day today. I'm yeah. at a conference, so. Hey, really? Yeah. Where? In uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh. So as we speak, I am in Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. Now I guess people know we record this ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, make it a good day. Yeah. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. God bless.